Welcome, dear listeners, to the world of We Are Elsevier. Prepare to immerse yourself in a special auditory journey that will leave you both captivated and enlightened. Let me introduce Elsevier, the distinguished trailblazer in the realm of information and analytics, catering to customers within the global research and health communities. And from what I've learned so far, their unwavering dedication to advancing science and enhancing health outcomes for the betterment of everyone is nothing short of extraordinary. But this podcast goes beyond mere accolades and statistics. It delves deep into the beating heart of Elsevier, uncovering the amazing tales that lie within these incredible individuals who shape its very essence. So join us as we embark on another exploration of these Elsevier experiences. Buckle up, it's going to be quite a story. Welcome, everybody. We're back for a part two with one of the most incredible employees I've ever heard about, one of the most amazing Elsevier stories of all the ones we've encountered here. And this part two is going to amaze you even more because there's a second way in which Elsevier has impacted positively one of the people who work with them. We're talking with Jocelyn Chai Prasert Pagio. Did I get that even close? Even closer, yeah, closer. <laughs> well, the more we talk, it'll be more natural That's for right. me to say this here. Is that a, uh, a Philippine name? It's actually the first part is Thai and the last part is Filipino. Okay, all right. So, But you're here in Southern California. You told us the last time this amazing story how you were diagnosed with a frightening cancer story. And we talked about that and how you went to the library and looked mm-hmm. up a publication that detailed more information, which you took to your doctor. And eventually, when you found the right doctor, that information helped save your life. But the strange part was you ended up going to work for Elsevier years later and ended up working for the same publication. What was it called? Gynecological Oncology? Did I get that one right? Yeah, that's right. Gynecologic Oncology. Correct. So all that's just too good to be true. That's amazing how a publication you discover saves your life and you end up working for that publication and becoming a passionate advocate for all the work mm-hmm. they do. So as we were further talking with you, we discovered there's an even part two here. And that's what we're here to talk about. The part two entails your daughter's incredible journey with two rare diseases. Talk about that. Yeah. So my daughter, when she was born around three months old, she got diagnosed with uh, Hirschsprung's disease, where it's part of the intestines, the lower, large intestines that stops working or is not functioning. And so she was hospitalized in the NICU for about three months. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm just an, a lay person here. That doesn't sound like something most doctors know anything about. No. So the first, her pediatrician did thought she had a blockage and suggested that we hightail it to the emergency. So we went to pediatric emergency down Arades in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And the surgeon who he knew automatically once he saw her, started her symptoms, knew that she had Hirschsprung's disease. And so talked to us about it. And he was, he was really funny. He said, you know, please do not Google this. I want you to like, do your research, but not on Google. And he gave me a couple of websites, but luckily, because I worked for Elsevier, I knew exactly where to go. You know, I logged onto Science Direct, started pulling articles and really kind of understanding it from that point of view. And then also as a parent, because I needed to understand 
what everything, you know, what her next treatment, next steps were. And as a parent, everybody wants to go to Google. I'm going to take charge right. of this thing. I'm not just going to sit back in the old, like the old days, like my parents would, and just hope that they figure it out. I'm going to be an advocate. I'm going to be, I'm going to be involved in this process. So Google, we think, is a natural resource. But what's the problem with Google? Is it misinformation? Is it fear? Is it, is it conflicting data? What is it? Lack of real science? What is it that uh, we can't find on Google that? You find. I think with Google, it's everything is on there. So it's really daunting, right? You Google like anything and, you know, a thousand pages pop up. And so you don't know which one to go to. And so luckily, you know, I knew kind of where to navigate to get the basic information. But, you know, I wanted to utilize being an employee with Elsevier and having that background and saying, right. OK, let me look at the research. Let me figure out what is the next steps? What is the research telling us? You know, is the surgery safe? Is it what's diagnosis? Is this rare? You know, what do I right. need to know about it? And so that's when I went on and started researching it. And he was really impressed because I said, okay, so, you know, it's rare. We understand that it's rare for, for females. It's rare for children, but for females, it's worse. It's, oh. it's even more rare. And so he looked at me and said, how do you know that? And I said, <laughs> well, I work for Elsevier and I have access to all the medical journals. And he goes, oh, okay, well, then now I can talk to you like <laughs> yeah, right. almost like a clinician, right? I can talk right. to you because I know exactly what, you know, you're you're not in, in an emotional state. I can talk to you with the research. Okay, let's go down that road. And we're not just talking about the kind of anecdotal uh, old wives tales that the internet's also filled with. You don't know what's real and what's not real. Somebody right. suddenly says, oh, this is how I cured it by standing on my head and doing something. Exactly. Exactly. True. And, you know, a lot of that, sometimes they said, you know, use this diet, use this. And, right. and I wanted to make sure that, especially because my daughter's life was on the line, I had, I wanted to make sure that I had the correct information. Now, if that's not heartbreaking enough, yeah. this gets even worse because yes. shortly after what happens? So around after she had her surgery, she was good. And then I started noticing that she had these brown bumps on her body, which I didn't really think much of it, but I mentioned to her pediatrician. And so she recommended to go see a dermatologist. Well, the dermatologist said, you know, I'll take a biopsy. Well, I don't think anything of it, but we'll take a biopsy, send a pathology and see how this goes. And about a week later, I got a call saying that she was diagnosed with Langerhans cell histocytosis. Whatever the is, heck that is, that's a mouthful. It is. And so, it is a very rare condition for children that causes an overproduction of the certain cell, histocytosis cell. And so it could develop into bone cancer, it could develop into oh, juvenile diabetes. There was, it was endless. As we a parent, you got to be, be going, this can't be true. I've got not one, but two rare diseases yeah. in my basically newborn child here my, my exactly it was it was difficult it was a very big roller coaster that we had to keep going on and she kept going to different um, hematologists and oncologists but the good thing was I felt like I was prepared because yes, I had the, the research I had all the background and I could speak to the doctors on that level because right. I had that you know foundation right so take us forward as your daughter that's My daughter's cool. good. She's 10 years old. She's a regular, you know, spunky little, you know, kid. <laughs> she's a second degree black belt. So she's oh, kind of wow. surpassed it already. She's, she's good. I was really kind of thankful because last year, the osmosis, who is a part of Elsevier, right. started this new initiative called Year of the Zebra, oh, where kidding. they wanted to bring more awareness to rare diseases, just like my daughter's for uh, all the rare diseases. Unbelievable. And of course, you raised your hand immediately and said, hey, I may have one that fits for you here. Not one, but two rare diseases here. 
And again, how the research that uh, Elsevier is doing quietly in the background came to have a real impact in your life. That's yeah. No, I I did. And, you know, being a part of Elsevier, I think it made me have an appreciation for medical research and diagnosis and testing because or else, you know, we can't further along this without the current research. And I even volunteered my daughter as um, a patient for clinical uh, research for LCH. So she actually was a patient. She did her rounds. You know, they did a lot of uh, observation from various hospitals. So that way they can learn more about LCH and how it's presented. Well, if she's a second degree black belt, she's used to knocking out things. And uh, (laughs) it sounds like she knocked this one out. I just got to ask you one question because I'm a good Irish Catholic. I know sometimes you think these things are fate. Maybe it's just my background here. But was it fate that you worked here? Is it it just happenstance and and good luck? Or is this really some somehow some guiding hand brought you here? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it is. You know, I've always believed that things happen for a reason. And this all happened for a reason, you know, without you know, being as Elsevier employee and having that foundation and the accessibility and just the encouragement from the company to say, encourage us to continue this work beyond the scope of our daily work was just, you know, amazing to me. And I'm really thankful for that. And it must bring to light in a way that other other people in the organization, they're working on something, but it's all theoretical. They're doing research and researchers too often don't, I think, realize that this has real impacts in the real world. It must have really brought it home for you and for those that work around you here. I think it did. You know, a lot of the clinicians that I spoke to when we talk about my daughter or my condition, you know, they're like, it's amazing because you see the development. You know, back then there was a lot of mystery about, you know, LCH, you know, how it's presented. But the fact that they now know, oh, it can be presented this way, you know, helps drive them when they do come across another patient that has very similar symptoms. Yeah, because they're they're working in the future and they're, they're working on research. And sometimes you lose sight. This affects real people in real ways. And maybe they lose sight of how much impact they really are having in people's yeah. lives here. I think it brings it home in a very powerful way. Well, yes. uh, we just had to talk about this because it was incredible. Your first story, the second story is even more incredible. So uh, I, I don't wish to have you back on the show again because I don't know what else we can uh, <laughs> pass your way here. But thank you for sharing it with us today here. Thank you so much for having me. We are Elsevier, a 140-year-old global research and health community with deep roots and branches around the world. For more information, just visit Elsevier.com. That's E-L-S-E-V-I-E-R. Elsevier.com. <laughs>